0: This week on Sonic Talk we've got everybody in the house Uh, Please stand by for a proper roundtable discussion We're all there uh, in person Uh, One thing that I would like to say, though, is uh, because of the nature of the technical setup there, we had a couple of issues with uh, some crackles on my mic, so watch out for that. Uh, uh, Normal service will be resumed next time. Sonic Talk is brought to you by Yamaha. Check out the C24 and W24 Pocket Stereo 24-bit 96 recorders. Go to a Pulse store near you or a major Yamaha dealer to try it out for yourself. Standby, Mac Pro Video, save 20% of any download by visiting sonicstate.com forward slash mpv, that's sonicstate.com forward slash mpv. Right, hello everybody welcome to Sonic Talk number 243 live. Uh, This is a bit of a different one to usual because we're we're arranged in a sort of panel arrangement. And uh, I just want to say thanks to everybody in the chat room uh sonicstate.com forward slash live. And now you can see we have the full panel. In fact, we have. this is the first time in history we've had everybody, or at least this many people, all together in one room. <laughs> so I'm going to start over with Mark, because Mark has never been to the office before. So I'm going to hit, uh, if, hit you with me. <laughs> hello, Mark.
1: You've literally just arrived, right? <laughs> I have. <laughs> How was the drive? Well, the drive was all right. Um, the... Wandering around Bath talking to people was a little strange. I've noticed that everybody here sounds like Ricky Gervais. I asked the policeman how to get here. He so said, Well, you go down there. When you get down there, you go around the corner like that. And I was thinking, Oh, OK, right.
0: Okay. What can I say? What's well, the West Country?
1: But I was standing right outside your office about 15 minutes ago, and then someone directed me to somewhere about. Ten minutes walk away. Did you so
0: say, do you know where Sonic State is? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that was your mistake, I was you looking see. for see. I was
1: looking for the big, you know, neon flashing sign.
0: Well, unfortunately, we haven't quite graduated that. And, uh, but next to you uh, is uh, Dave Spears, who's also here in the office. Hello. G4software.com. Hey. I think, by the sound of it, you might be coming out of the speakers. I
2: think I am. I'm just going to fix that. It's like the host mic. <laughs> right, stop it. Put that down, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it your Sorted. <laughs> it's all clear. Anyway. Cool. Glad you can make it, Dave. Thank you for inviting me. You're Tops. welcome. And I bought a jumper on the way here. Oh, excellent. Well it has turned a bit chilly, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. It's winter now. So but also we have Rich Hilton who's here on uh, Chic Business. Uh, yep. uh, nice to have you.
3: <laughs> oh it's great to be here.
0: Rich oh. Rich of course is usually here um, via the marvels of the internet telephony business and uh Comes in via Connecticut, but you actually have been in Europe for what, how long now?
3: Uh, just about 10 days I've been uh, in England and in Europe and uh, been enjoying getting to play some shows in some really nice venues and for some extremely enthusiastic audiences. And Excellent. Uh, it's really, it's been great. What Nothing a great
0: like trip. Disco in the winter. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> winter warm. Keeps warmer. people
3: warm. Well, it hasn't been that cold until just the last day or two.
0: Well, that's cool. It's, it's warm, yeah, but it's warm. Anyway, glad you're here. Got safe safely on the train, the tickets arrived, so everything's cool. Um, so yeah. we'll also say um, hello to Gaz Williams as well. Hello. Uh, from Songsurgeon.co just over from Bristol.
4: Uh, yes, and uh, just back off tour as well. So. Yeah,
0: so you're heading off again tomorrow?
4: Uh, yes, I am, off to France. Um, and, uh, yeah, a bit confused and tired
0: but <laughs> so what are you doing what, what are you tu- what's, what, what are you what are we touring of?
4: uh i was just um taking part in a in a dance company production of a book called at swim two boys which is a a love story for two boys it's a very very popular book amongst uh the gay literary audience um, right, okay uh so that was interesting <laughs> um Playing accordion, which I've never played before. Jesus, really? Yeah. How'd you get that gig? Uh, I was actually deaf in really for somebody, so I had two days to learn the show and, then... and
0: learn the accordion.
4: Yeah. <laughs> well, no, yeah, that's right. And then, and then I found out the musicians had had four weeks of solid rehearsals to do it. So, <laughs> and I made an almighty gaff as well in two of the performances. <laughs> two
0: out of how many? <laughs> ah well. I see. Hey, at least it wasn't all the way through. It was the
4: same it was the same mistake as well I made. And the problem was was I was having to play accordion on a bunch of tunes, but I was also having to do cues some there were some backing tracks. And the cues were very specifically on uh, in a particular part of the dance. So right. like you know, one dancer lifted up a dancer, twirled him round, and as soon as he hit the floor, bang in hit. goes the cue. But we're actually on stage and being very visible and this is like a sold out tour it's a very popular show and um, and I just had the it nerves just, yeah. and my hand my hand was shaking it literally was and like it's funny because i love playing I was having to play many many notes and I played didn't play a wrong note I'm playing the accordion but here I was only having to press one button <laughs> and my hand was shaking so bad nerve I hit the wrong button (laughs) oh no (laughs) you need bigger buttons (laughs) yeah it was it was actually triggering off uh, off a MacBook Pro the numbers so hitting the number and I was having to hit number four and hit number five and, and and it's like a big just totally wrong totally wrong can you, can and you it switch it. it back and do it quickly? Yeah, so it'll but, then take it a, over. but then it was a big pause, oh. and the dance is all like, oh. As he's, uh, holding my,
0: hurry up, I can't hold it much longer.
4: And it was one of them,
0: ground swallow me
4: oh, <laughs> moments. Man. Yeah.
0: Well, it still sounds good. Like nothing like that happened for you, Rich, and your, uh, your sheet gigs, I'm sure. You have a bit Oh, long. I
3: make the odd mistake. <laughs> for but, sure. <laughs>
0: Right then, well, I mean, this is fantastic that we're all here. Uh, we're hopefully going to go off and have a, a spot of a bite to eat afterwards. And there may be mm. the pub involved too. <laughs> but um, perhaps we can... Did everybody got some show notes? I did distribute... There's some for you if you oh, want them, Mark. And oh, also yes, for you, Dave. I've, or, uh, you, I've, there's another one. You're cool? I've read it. I've read, okay, all right, cool. Well, so yeah, first... Uh, what okay, is it now, so?
2: Glasses on. Here comes the class. <laughs> Excellent. Bring Join the club. Dot glasses. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right, well, um, first up was uh, these new drum pads from Alesis. Um They sort of caused a bit of a, a, a stir. You see them up there on the screen. They're kind of four four pads just announced. Um, they're like $199. bucks. 4 pads. Uh, the, the, the thing that makes them cool... Or at least different is the fact that it's just really simple playback because a lot of the time now with drum pads, it's very complicated for drummers to kind of trigger a thing without getting involved in quite expensive collections of technology to be able to. I just want to hit, you know, an orchestral stab or whatever it may be that is custom. And the thing about this is they've been able to um, create something very low cost. It's got, uh, it also does have the obligatory built in library of the 25 most commonly requested percussion. I'm guessing there might be a cowbell in there somewhere and possibly, <laughs> what else do you think? Maracas? Vibra-slap, possibly? I don't know. a lay kick. Finger clicks. Yeah, that's right. Pole. From, from the m one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, 25 commonly requested percussion electronic sounds. I'd like to see that, that survey questionnaire somewhere. Uh, backlit display. It's got four velocity-sensitive pads and a selectable input trigger for a switch pedal as well. Um, I wonder if that means you get for five... A, for
4: a trigger for or a switch. For a trigger or switch, yeah, right. Okay. switch on the back.
0: But basically, the idea is it's an SD card... You, you, I guess you bung the samples onto that, and then you stick them in the uh, in the unit, and you're good to go. Um, no USB, and the kicker might be for some. It's got uh, maximum total sample memory of 14 megabytes, <laughs> which I was thinking that might be a down. But I mean, let's just What's let's just 199 bucks. I mean, that's pretty.
2: Yeah.
0: Is that cheap? I don't. Yeah,
2: come I... on, definitely. Yeah. And and just, said, oh, right. Right. I saw it. I didn't even see this, I just looked at the price and went, you know, when I looked at the web I was looking at the price, 199 bucks, dude, I don't know. So what's what that going to be like? I've got room. 100,
0: 120 quid or something? 99 quid? Yeah. Man, that's Rich, you, had, you were saying a bit before pre-show that uh, there are some questions that need to be asked and answered. Well,
3: the mechanical integrity of the thing, uh, obviously it's going to get banged on. How many gigs is it? At 199 bucks, the build quality would be the thing I would be first mm, concerned yeah, with. Yeah. How quickly are you going to knock that knob right off the front of the top of the thing with a drumstick. And then secondly, this, the 14 megabyte thing is kind of odd because I think that it's pretty easy to be streaming straight off cards these days. So why limit the thing to its ability
1: to play out of RAM? It depends so fast the processor is in it. I guess, yeah. I, I guess
4: so. It's not 14 megabytes per sample, though, is it?
0: No, it says maximum, maximum total. total. Sample so we are speculating before the show that's basically three samples... And a finger snap, yeah, Three symbols maybe in a finger snap, yeah. or maybe two really big symbols
2: and a sort of little yeah, but tsh, Charleston splash, or one Trevor Horn snare.
1: When we <laughs> all started with Akai S thousands or whatever, they only had two megabytes of RAM in yeah. them, and I used to get everything in it. <laughs> yeah, well, down you like, so, I wonder
0: what so, what what it doesn't say is how how many different sample rates it uh, so, supports. Yeah, so you could, could really, you know, know I mean, mix and match bit depths and sample rates. Yeah, rate, yeah it's for it, drummers.
2: They don't think about things like that. Yes,
0: they do, Dave. I but, know. But...
3: The other thing is today, uh, it's much, you're much more likely to want to trigger a loop and maybe even a loop in stereo. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, right, would yeah. allow you to trigger very much of a loop in stereo by the time... Then we get back to the sample rate
1: discussion and then, it, and then it's down at, what, 32K or but something? It's weird, though, 14 megabytes.
0: It's because it's an old It doesn't sort of... I mean, you'd think... What, I mean, you're 16... Doing... Or I can 24
1: get a 24-64-gigabyte or... SD card, so why right. can't I just play them straight off that? Play it I off the a whole song Playing off from it from on part. each pad. No, see, there it's your button, you're not yeah. going to miss that. I don't understand it. But this
2: is on that. top of the, uh, the library. <laughs> is this including. This is. Oh, no, this. I, think, oh, I don't <laughs> know it's on top, top of that. Of probably oh, on that's top of that. Blimey, it's better than. What was I using? Well, oh, well hey. I had that handsonic yours, that's got no sampling capability at all. No, it hasn't, but it's a lot more performance, I Drum Drumcat, that's just a trigger? That was yeah.
0: hideously expensive. Oh, gosh, Drumcat was well, really expensive. Was it good to play?
2: Yeah,
0: lovely. What's yeah. that? I, they um, look like the...
2: Mickey Mouse, they look like Tech <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: Nut. Bjork, um, Bjork's uh, drummer uses it a lot. They've, the, the, the Mallet Cat as well, wasn't it? There's yeah. a. Yeah, really,
2: really nice <gasps> like a, pedals uh, and everything there. Yeah, yeah. Vibraph- yeah. MIDI vibraphone kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah. vibe. <laughs> yeah, my kid wants one. I use this guy. Roger Beaujolais on the old midi, what a great name, Roger Beaujolais. He was a (laughs) a really good violin player. Yeah, he was awesome. I remember seeing him
0: play, actually, in Bath, and he had a really good drummer, because they did all this sort of of bossa stuff, and it was just Just really Anyway, that's a slight digression.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
4: Beaujolais, right? but, hey, a good digression, is? Roger Beaujolais. It's a new name to me. So, yeah, um, yeah,
0: he's, yeah, he's uh, famous for his wines as well. Right, exactly <laughs> exactly. I've
2: never heard of those, but I've heard of his vibe playing. It's yeah. <laughs> album called Pinot Noir.
4: But you could give this to a
2: drummer, like if a drummer wrecks, like what were the Octopads? Yeah, Octopads. Yeah. yeah. So a drummer would wreck an Octopad throughout at all, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas if this lasted, like, even three or four on a decent tour that would be money well spent just, get, just <laughs> have a whole a whole bag of here them. you go and another another
4: <laughs> you get an endorsement
2: here's another one well, that's a good point
4: it does seem strange to me that they have left off usb though i know we're saying that it has got a yeah, it's got midi midi IO, isn't it yeah uh but you know usb surely costs next to nothing to me put it on now and the you know and it would be great, wouldn't it? You know, just for trigger, you know, playing BFD or, or Superior Drummer or something. You know, it just seems yeah. seems strange to yeah, sort really of narrow it. Well, market. I was
0: speculating that might have something to do, with the, you know, because then you'd be asked for an editor and, and drivers and stuff, and it's it's, right, it, it's right. going to add a lot, a lot to the cost of the development of something like that. I would guess. Okay, I mean that's my guess. I don't know. But
3: what if it were class compliant?
0: Yeah, and I was thinking
4: plug class...
3: it into the Apple and it shows up in audio mixer.
4: I was thinking it's you know class compliant. Yeah, yeah, just be. Yeah.
0: Well, anyway, um, I just thought it was a fun one because it's uh, we don't do drum pads very often, and th- mm. I know Roland have got some new stuff out, and uh, and and that plays samples as well. But they're more comp- they're much more complicated and, and more flexible in terms of setup, aren't they? You can do all sorts of great things with them, and they they integrate well with a drum kit. But if you just need a few hits,
2: then maybe yeah, this is the just sort, just sort of thing. Sort of yeah. I've, I think you I've could have them mounted
0: like sort of China boys, they you just like. You know, you have two
2: or three. It's a bit brief with this. Jimmy jarre saying,
1: would the USB not get trashed? And I guess if you hit an audi- audio cable accidentally, that's not going to be so bad. But if you hit a USB, it's going to yeah. mangle, isn't it?
0: That's true. And USB is not really that well designed for long stage runs and all that kind of thing. Yeah, that's so true. It might be good for dumping the samples on there. But I mean, most you know,
2: you can get a card reader for like two quid. You know. For so me, it would all come down to how it plays, uh, how it, it feels. How it feels. I, right. I was thinking the other day. I'm kind of I want to resurrect the Simmons, and I was thinking, I think I've played virtually every single drum controller there is. Really? From the SDS three. At the same time. <laughs> now, there's <that>. a challenge. <laughs>
1: but the Simmons is just like hitting a block of wood, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's riot shield. I yeah.
2: believe. It was riot shield. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Oh, Although, um, if, if, if you weren't
0: aware, we did. Uh, Andy shot a fantastic. Um stage tour with, with John Fox and the Mass and uh, oh, cool. one of the things I wanted to get was like let's have a look at the Simmons and it was, was right, it was a five yeah it was a five but all the pads were really kind of like they had big holes in and you could see the plywood underneath Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah it was yeah, just yeah, like yeah. He said it didn't really make any difference it just made more of a ticking sound <laughs> when he hit it
2: Chris I think Chris did some weird oh I wish he was here but he did some weird experiment where we took them out and I think he used them to trigger explosives or something or maybe that's what they were originally designed for
0: now that's something you could use uh, uh, the what's that MIDI pipe for Mm.
4: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking, though, I mean, you know, for if you want to build things like uh, drum controllers and stuff, there has been a new thing out this month, Raspberry Pi. Have you heard about it? It's no. a, Yeah, it's a bizarre, bizarre thing. It's a computer, effectively, on like a... It costs $25, and it's a... I've just got the specs here. The Raspberry Pi is a single-board computer, $25. There's an ARM... Uh, 700 megahertz processor on there, 128 to 256 megabytes of RAM. It sort of runs like a Linux operating system. Uh, and as the basic one, yeah, which is like, yeah, so it's like 25 pounds, 16, sorry, 25 dollars, 16 pounds. It's got one USB port and sort of, and it's like, wow. So you can jo- Andy-,
0: Andy inadvertently switched to my my searches for Raspberry <laughs> Pi there, which are in fact uh, yielded, com- <laughs> com- uh, yielded completely different results.
4: It's Pi. Uh, it's Pi is in uh, is it, in three point one four one five ninety six five three six approximately. <laughs> So but anyway, what can I say? Yeah. Uh, but just I was just thinking about that with the with the with the with the Alesis, You know that you know if you can actually get like a kind of board there with a computer on it all around the whole thing and a USB port on there, twenty-five bucks. You know, it's like very interesting. Running Linux as well, you know. Yeah, so what's you the could problem? Sort of, uh, yeah.
0: yeah, Raspberry Pi. There it is. Akip has uh, has furnished me with the link. Let's have a mm. quick look. PCB final PCB ah final PCB Oh, that rather looks like it might be. Um, no, I think in it's in
4: development. I think it's out though. I thought it was it's, it was released. Oh no, set for release in December two thousand eleven. There we go. Okay, but it's imminent. But that's uh yeah. yeah Sorry, no, just a little, sense just sense a out, little. That's additional right? thing there.
3: For a Christmas forecast.
4: Yes. <laughs>
0: Well, something to work out for. I mean, I like the idea of that. I mean, I can't have much of a fast CPU, I'd
4: imagine. Right? Well, it you says put... it's, a, but it's an ARM. It's an ARM processor. Right, so, so same as a netbook, basically. Yeah, it's 700 megahertz for the basic one, so you could do a lot with that.
0: It's pretty cool. You could have, like, a plug board with just four of them on it. Yeah. <laughs> and a well, USB port, so the whole thing is just like a power strip. <laughs> you could,
1: uh, these are triggers, right? No. Triggers.
4: No, it's, it's just a computer. It's Just a computer oh. on a PCB. So can,
1: uh, I thought it was a trigger. I was no, you, you could. could. I mean, I'm sure
4: you could get it to it do things, something right? fancy like that. I'm, I mean, I'm just thinking they're so cheap. You know, you could build them into anything, couldn't you? I'm
0: wondering if you hit it with a stick, there might be a bit of a. You, know, you, anything, you? <laughs> you <laughs> might need to put it in a box first. Yeah, like a really <laughs> massive box.
2: Yeah, you might see <laughs> before
0: it breaks. Right, yeah. Anyway, great fun. Great <laughs> I mean, fun.
2: Okay.
0: But um, I think it's scheduled for release a uh, month or two uh, in quarter. So it's you know, first quarter of uh, 2012, the releases. So uh, we'll, we'll have to see. Right, um, let's have a look. We've got a nice old desk, really, But what's involved. OK, mm. Ali, cue video one, please.
1: It's coming up.
2: Allegedly.
0: It does take a little while sometimes. You see that. that... You, you're all fragile. There it is. Actually, this video is of the CopyCat web, but in the background is the said EMI desk, which is absolutely, uh, there is some audio to this, but probably can't hear it, it's very, very quiet. Uh, there's the EMI desk behind It's the 18-channel. Yeah, enough of the CopyCat. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, I right, the multi colored channels. No, no, what what this is, is this is the,
0: um, the news that there's basically on eBay, if you yeah. cut, yeah, we'll cut that. That's probably not actually given <laughs> on, us. On eBay at the moment, there is, um, there is. this EMI desk. EMI uh, I, API uh, Trident Studio, well, desk from API Trident Studio, offers £60,000, make an offer. But it's the original, and it's got these kind of germanium resistors. Uh, is it not? Germanium what? Resistors? Yeah, yeah, yeah? yeah. Germanium resistors, silver potentiometers that it said last forever. And uh, there's just it just looked like such so, a, a cool... Yeah, 1962 germanium transistor <laughs> console has been refurbished and modified for use in a modern studio environment. Um, and it just looks like... <laughs> Dave's getting quite excited by the, by the thought of this. Is this something that, that thrills you? I, I mean, want you know, you, it. Yeah, but, I so want <laughs> it.
2: I don't know where we put it, but actually, Chris, yesterday, I was like, dude, just look, if you look at that channel strip, just that one channel strip, all the point-to-point wiring, it's just beautiful <laughs> and it would suit us perfectly it's like it's just screaming at me you need a bigger you house you need me you need me <laughs> yeah, yeah but exactly. you would need and I a massive air
0: conditioning you. I mean because you wouldn't want to switch it on and off very often it would be on basically the whole time and mm. then you'd have kind I'm of nice. maybe you'd like, <clears throat> like sitting next to the Exhaust port of 27G, you know, Intel yeah, but details, 12 core details. <laughs> details. Yeah, I need a new house as well I to say, put yeah, it.
2: Detail. I said to Chris, well, Chris actually said at one point, should we put in a completely derisory offer and just see what response we get? Well, if you notice, <laughs> <I was kind laughs> if you notice
0: in the comments of this thing, yeah, if you went down and had like look, loads of people saying, Will you swap it for my bike and this? <laughs> and, oh, I've got a really nice old sports car, you know, will you, can we have that as well? Would you consider it, what was it, 1970? mercury cyclone gt numbers matching muscle car and a 1992 paul Reed smith guitar have like, you see, yeah, and i've got s- a really nice pen knife as
4: well <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah, some conkers, conkers. <laughs> <laughs> but have you seen uh, have you seen what they're charging for the postage Four pounds. Four pounds. Yeah, bargain. <laughs> well,
2: right, Cracking,
0: yeah. That's got it. has got to cost about a grand to deliver, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's just too. What, what to really miss. cracked me up about this was um, if you look at the buyer's other, the seller's other products. Look, you've got a pair of jeans, yeah, awesome. a little dress, ninety-nine pence, Okay, keep yeah, scrolling up. Look, nice, nice little pair of trousers. There we go. And a bit more, and then um, all of a sudden, sixty thousand pound mixing console. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is, kinda weird,
2: that is kind of weird, isn't it? He's kind of. I said to Chris, "Do you think mm, he's just been look u- this u- upping? His- look
0: at what else. Do you think he's just been upping his kind of sort of bio of, reference?"
2: I have this
1: vague memory of going to work with that guy that did that record in the summertime, the Mungo Jerry guy. Right. And yes. I was teaching him how to use a Casio FZ1 soundbox. So it must have been about 1989, 1990 or something. And he had something that looked a bit like that in his garage. And he just kind of went, well, do you know where I could get rid of this? And it was just sort of all dinosaur-esque and like all kind of falling apart in his garage and dusty and stuff. It's going to be one of those old pop star kind of guys that's like thrown it out and someone's got hold of it and gone, oh, I wonder what this is. Well, I it's completely refurbished. It's, it's totally refurbished. It's, it's working and all beautiful. Mm. And, and,
0: and
3: by
1: everything. the owner or something, I mean,
3: I think they even mentioned.
0: But the thing that I mean, the thing that, wow. that, that, that this got me is like, okay, I mean, we'd all love to have something like this, but there, you know, we've probably all got rid of death. I mean, you've got you're lucky enough to you've got that Neve um, console. I mean, it's not just about the sixty grand, is it? It's about mm-hmm. the having somebody yeah, well, on it's... call the entire time to come and service the thing and stop the pots crackling and keeping it going and that. I mean, that costs a fortune because a fr- a, a friends of ours, you know, yeah. what usually happens? You make an album. Then you make another one, you get a bit of money. You think, Well, I'll put some money into the studio, let's get a nice old desk and put that in. They put that in, and they've still got the you know O2R or whatever it is. And every time they go and use the, the nice old desk, it's like, Oh, that doesn't work, do I'll it. And so eventually, you know, it ends up just sitting there having a load of, sort of other pieces of equipment put on top of it. And it just like a bearing, yeah, or whatever. But I mean, that's what happens, isn't it? I mean, it's an enormous amount of investment in keeping the stuff going
2: i mean same with synths we have exactly the same with synths which makes me want this even more (laughs) because it's like in for a penny in for a pound we've got this sort of dream there's something a bit weird about i mean we don't we have a purpose There, there is a reason for our collecting our instruments but um mostly tax no um no it's not at all um But there's something kind of a little bit perverse about kind of art collectors and synth collectors and people like that who hoard stuff and hide it away. So we've always kind of had this little dream that we could open a studio one day which would be very vintage. We've even talked about tape machines, which of course Neil Perry said. Don't buy a tape machine, but all of that kind of stuff. So, people like White Stripes, Bronson, yeah.
4: and all those guys just love all it of that. It's like Toe Rag Studios in yeah, London. Yeah. You know, yeah. They would, I'm sure, you know. They really would, similar vibe. Mm.
0: Well, that's, funnily enough, um, Sean Ra, who used to do reviews for mm. us, he's just refurbished his studio and he got hold of, I think it's an old Soundcraft 24 inch. And the problem is, it all probably works fine, but the problem is, he had, there's no test tape for it. And mm. to buy a new test mm. tape is like £1,000. Wow. It's just kind of crazy money. A thousand quid for the for the analogue tape just to line the bloody thing up. I mean, it's just bonkers. Well,
3: you got to figure MRL
1: isn't exactly cranking them out the door anymore. No,
0: <laughs>
3: I guess I
1: not. Had a, I had a one-inch eight-drag, and I can't right. remember what make it, is it was. Was it Brennel? I can't remember. All I remember is it was massive, and I moved house, and I moved somewhere where I couldn't take it, and I just kind of left it behind. <laughs> it's just a bit naughty. Well, you could get different head blocks. you get 16-inch <laughs> yeah, head blocks. but it had it each of the strips at the back so each io strip was two u rack high so it had eight of those up the back and this massive thing like a it was like a you know a, what are they call french dresser or something yeah so you've got like the the reels here and then this whole load of stuff going up the back and i don't know what happened to that i mean i just I had a motorbike in that house and i'm not quite sure what happened to that either <laughs> so it's kind of moved <laughs> just and that moved, was a, left yeah, behind
0: yeah somebody discovered it in a garage and, and made a fortune it it's probably
1: it'll be on ebay now won't it for thousands of pounds
0: well the one inch eights i mean that's what a lot of people are using those to to print drums to and back aren't they that's that's the kind of yeah well, it would yeah, make yeah. sense yeah, wouldn't
1: always.
2: it no i really like the idea of it and it's uh, i mean it's, it's it's probably a bit of a f- fanciful wistful dream but hopefully one day we'll do it even if it only lasts for like two weeks before like that synth museum that opened on the day we did the opening, it absolutely cooked in there and I'd say probably 40% of all the instruments were going down because <laughs> this poor guy was running around. Bob Williams, you know, was kind of yeah. running around going, get off that machine, boy, we <laughs> have got to fix it. And we're oh, trying to video people. But, you know, it's just this, it's a little bit of a dream. Yeah, no, it'd be nice. I mean, it would be. And this would just fit. So if there's yeah. any benevolent millionaires out there watching this... Please yeah. contact me. It's <laughs> it's only, like four pa- only four pounds. Only four pounds shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. We'll pay Spring the shipping point. if you can raise the if you can raise the rest of it. Absolutely. Okay.
4: Yeah. That's because there's only four quid. I
2: can't
4: refuse,
0: Anyway, well, that's the. Uh, I mean, do you? I, I suppose I did. Have you, have you ever had any sort of old vintage stuff? I mean, because I know you're into minimisation and stuff, aren't you? Mm. So.
4: I used to have this lovely thing, and I sold it for 50 quid, and it was like a, it was a, 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 a WEM mixing desk, I had a built-in copycat into it, but it was like, wow. you could do sound on sound, overdubbing onto it and stuff, um, and it was just the most beautiful thing, I, and somebody basically, well, they got it off me for 50 quid, I didn't know.
0: You were saying, you were vulnerable that day, were
4: you? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> it's my great regret that one it was beautiful and it, i think it was about two minutes long or something that the, the oh, tape oh, right. wow. yeah and you could just and then so any any of the channels that i plugged in you could just punch into the tape loop the tape loop would always be going round, around you could just keep on overdubbing Ooh, overdubbing so overdubbing onto it so i've never one seen one else like it rich
0: yes before you arrived at this knee have you i mean because there was that whole period through the sort of uh, 80s and uh, early 90s where all this stuff was just getting kind of I was thinking for the chat room. <laughs> uh, tra- uh, just trashed away, wasn't it? A bit yeah. becoming, you know, this, it was all like, no, I'm not interested in any of that stuff. I mean, Neves were, were the bee's knees for a while, and then it all got. I mean, have you uh, seen any, have you let anything go that you wish you hadn't in the mixing desk sort of field, or is it usually not that way for you?
3: No, because during the big desk era, we were mostly working in commercial facilities that would provide those desks. So while I know tons of people who've sold used SSLs over the last 20 years or whatever, and I even know one or two people who bought used SSLs. A buddy of mine who built a studio in New York that's very successful right now named Pat Dillett bought an SSL, and he's very pleased with it. But, um, and they're, not, you know, they're relatively cheap compared to what they used to go for. Mm. But in my own case, I found that Neve on the floor of my friend's shop sitting there looking at me, for, and, and, he, and he says, You want it? And I said, Yeah. And then the price was just ridiculously low. And I said, Yeah.
0: <laughs> but how much do you have to spend on it to bring it up to, to scratch
3: well initially it just went into storage and we just use it for inputs for a while but this past year just this year we replaced every switch in the thing right. we had to have switches manufactured custom
0: to do this there it is There's and the uh
3: my buddy tim glasgow who's an occasional mm. chat room participant and a wonderful brilliant man uh put in a ton of man hours on this thing and now it is pristine. Mm. Wow. You press the buttons and none of that crackle crackle, wackiness. It's
4: beautiful. I did get offered the uh, mixing desk that was the Joshua Tree was recorded on. It's a um, an Amec desk with all these modifications that Brian Eno had made to it. it. Belongs to a friend of mine and it's currently just sort of wrapped up in a uh, in an antiques dealer's Sort of lock, lock up if in Liverpool, and and basically the friend said, "Well, look, you know, I'd love it if you could just, you know, I you know, I want to keep owning it, but if you want it, if you want it, you can use you it. You want to use
0: it and just restore it for me.
4: Just use it, yeah, <laughs> just keep it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, because he wanted it to be, you know, yeah. used. Well,
0: it's a piece of history. But I guess. we
4: realised we had to take part of the wall down to get it into oh, the studio, yeah. and and my friend whose studio it was was well, not, Amex not were always
0: keep... small because they were they were small format inline, weren't they? I mean, this, some of them anyway. I,
4: you know, I." I think this is a biggie. Oh, yeah, right. some, I remember mixing of, on an Amec hmm. once and just
0: really having absolutely no idea how it worked. Right. They were real really, flavour of the month,
2: weren't they?
0: Yeah, they Einstein. were. Einstein.
2: The Amec Einstein.
0: Yeah, and uh, I can't remember the other ones, but they were small format in line, and they had small channel sizes, yeah, but yeah. they were stacked oh. up so you'd get, you
2: know. Yeah.
4: Right. Maybe it wasn't an Amec Hendrix, right.
0: and uh, those, those sort of things. That was all the. Anyway. That
4: was mm-hmm. before AMAC.
0: Rupert Neve designed the desk for that.
3: It I a,
4: wonder, a, yeah. There I was wonder, one based uh, on the name, name, name like I think this was a Neve desk, though, the one that they had the on Josh, oh, right. the Joshua that Tree one. That sounds lovely. Mm.
1: I couldn't get my head around <laughs> the first time I used a Neve because I'd been sort of brought up, as far as real modern grown-up desks were concerned with SSLs, and the EQ on them was like really vicious, so I'd kind of play the kind of this is just a big synth game with it. So when I first got on a Neve, I was like turning things around and going really isn't doing anything because I was used to everything kind of like going (laughs) and uh, it took me a long time to get used to it first
4: first time I used an EVE EQ and just turned the treble up the shelf I just thought it was just like putting on the top end (laughs) I was like maybe I started in the wrong place (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was like I get it now (laughs) you know
3: at this year's AES yes there was an interesting there were a lot there were some big format desks being shown by some really great companies like Rupert Neve, API, um, and almost all, and SSL was there. But it's interesting because that market is almost all broadcast now. Yeah. Right. There's very few music studios left buying big desks, brand new. And so the new market has kind of gone over to broadcast to, for the most part, where they do still need new fancy digital desks and such.
0: Mm. Well... It's anyway. It's a fascinating world, and one that I've never. I'm still happy. I'm happy that the show is running successfully on the uh, trusty Yamaha DM1000, which strikes me as a good time for an ad, Maestro. If you would play the, press the button, then we can uh, we can take it away.
4: He's not there. He's turned it off.
0: So uh, this, uh, I just want to say thank you very much to Yamaha for their continued sponsor of the show. You're seeing now, if you are looking up at the uh, the screen here, this is. Uh, The W24 and the C24 Pocket Track recorders, Uh, they are some of the smallest uh, stereo 96K recording devices. Uh, Ultra-handy wireless control, high-capacity storage, XY-configured mics, and the W24 uh, is different. It has uh, an infrared control, which is really useful if you want to maybe stick it up in the back of a room at a gig. You could stop it and start and do all that stuff, So rather than climbing up on top of a chair to to start and stop for the... uh, the various songs. Uh, It also comes with Cubase AI, uh, XY configured microphones. The C24 is uh, the smallest and weighs only 57 grams, so you could stick it in your top pocket and just sort of carry it like almost like a dictaphone, a very very high-res dictaphone with high quality mics. So uh, what Yamaha wants to do is head over to uh, a Pulse store in the UK, that's a yamahadownload.com or yamahasynth.com. Head over there, you can check it out and maybe take some storage with you, record some stuff, bring it home, have a listen, see what you think. And the same if you're in the US, uh, one of the larger dealers, any of the, any of the major Yamaha dealers should have them in stock and you should be able to try them out. So once again, we thank Yamaha for continued sponsorship of the show. Very well switched there, Andy, i just like to say. <laughs> first, first... Uh, Hang on, I'm on the phone. Ah, uh, who's called? And I'm calling. You. Oh, you're calling me? Is oh, I've thing? turned mine up. <laughs> 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 or, or down. It might be vibrating in the corner there. <laughs> I figured you were getting lonely. Anyway, uh, right. What's next on the uh, on the agenda? Let us have a look here.
3: And where did I put that Yamaha recorder? It's so small. Oh yes, (laughs) video two. If you don't mind. (laughs) Oh! I'm sitting
1: on it. Hi, this is Victor Wong, and I'm the CEO of Music
4: Computing, and I'm here uh, sitting behind a Control Blade sixty one. Now, uh, we've had this for a while and uh, for those of you who aren't that familiar with our products, let me kind of go through the features of what the Control Blade 61 is and then we'll discuss uh, what's new for uh, this particular version. Um, as you can see, it's 61 keys. Take that forward a bit, Andy. Because the, the thing that's interesting about this is that it's Mac actually got now.
0: What that means? The control blade stuff uh, is uh, computer it's kind controller. of but so seems to be building on what Open Mac Labs Mini. used to do, Isn't this which was the Nico guy. Yeah, it's, well, he used to be involved with Open Labs. He started this new uh, company uh, or, or involved in this new company, which uh, uh, which is music computing. That's Victor Wong, and they they they're usually PC based, but now they put basically put a Mac Mini inside this particular device. Uh, they're quite, you know, they're not cheap. They never have been really cheap. They're kind of a couple of grand, But it just struck me as quite an interesting um, development That's... because we've not really seen Macs in them and whether or not, you know, I guess the fact that it's actually a complete Mac Mini means that you could swap it out sometime further down the line for something that was a bit more pokey. Yeah,
3: yeah. I don't think it's a Mac Mini in a box. In other words, I don't think it's like the OP1 where uh, they actually have physical Mac Minis.
1: It looks <laughs> oh, to me like I they know. put I the think board it is. in there yep. and
3: brought the outputs to the outside of the case because if you look at the back of the case of that thing it's basically got a mac mini's worth of outputs mounted on
1: its own panel which leads me to believe that they took the mini out of the box ah uh, but the, the, the underside thing. of it when you look at the bottom of it the thing that twists off looks exactly the same as the thing that they show on the apple website so they must have oh, kept that, right? that much of the i case. wonder Isn't whether or not done? they've
0: maybe just because i mean that That's... would void your warranty right there wouldn't it i mean just if they take the whole thing out of the
4: box
3: well and he has this there's some kind of amazing pipe dream at the end where you're going to get support from two different companies. That yeah. You're going to call up Apple yeah. on the phone and say, I've got this bizarre keyboard product <laughs> and I can't boot up the Apple in it and they're going to go, <laughs> you know, like They're going to bend over to really help you with this thing. Um, but um, that's not my biggest worry. It's very expensive.
0: Yeah, it it's is. It's really
3: quite expensive. I, it's no, much I've... more expensive than the components look like it should be. And it's essentially... On the surface, an Axiom 61 Pro. It's almost identical to the Axiom 61 Pro in that's terms identical. of the number, size of controllers. They're not laid out exactly the same, but very similarly. I thought it was at first.
0: Yeah. Right. But it comes well, it's, well, got it's got a little 10 inch look screen You see, video. the folds like, out like, and on the, the flips out. didn't have two wheels. Right,
2: but it like, oh, looks oh, just like, looks like an
0: Axiom 61 all the way mm. the way the
3: controls are laid out and everything. And then he's got a touch screen running OS Lion that's not multi touch. Yeah. And his, single his workaround is, here is you can go out and buy your own trackpad, Bluetooth trackpad, and use that instead.
4: It's like, why not use a iPad with VNC or something? I'm down. Or whatever. Mm.
3: Or whatever. But the mm. point is that to, to, I thought it was a, a really bizarre kind of design oversight <laughs> to include the thing with Lion and not have multi-touch <laughs> gestures, because that's well, the I, uh, with Lion.
0: I think Lion. I think the thing is with the screen, it's really there for just kind of you need to maybe switch patches if you're using it live you know you use it as a kind of like this program this program this and and a, and a 10 inch multi touch screen is probably going to cost about the same as But an if iPad. I've
3: got a computer in the thing and that's my only way into the computer yeah. and it's a touch screen and it's supporting an a operating
1: touch system screen as well isn't it
3: It's very small and it doesn't support multi touch gestures which is the whole feature
1: well, of the technology. Yeah but hold so on I mean bueno, are is- there
0: any multi touch <laughs> screens that you can plug into a Mac at the moment I, mean, does oh, I don't, the, know, I don't, I don't mean know, know if there is so anything that could do we're that. We're
1: probably not the market that that thing's aimed at. And if my brother got hold of that thing, he would probably really enjoy using it because it would have lots of things that he's familiar, familiar with. Oh, it turned into Ricky Gervais again. <laughs> familiar. familiar with. <laughs> um, and. I, I th- it, if he was sort of saying to me, Mark, how do you record this stuff and all this multi-track audio stuff and you just get put that in front of him, it's for that kind of a guy that's maybe not had the same kind of computer in, it gets them into a computer in a kind of a soft way without yeah. them really like, noticing that they're using a computer at first, doesn't
0: mm. it? I suppose so. Uh, as you said in the chat room, there are actually multi-touch screens on the market, cheap even. Uh,
1: how cheap is cheap?
0: Well, that's a good question. So how cheap Whatever, is cheap? a
1: $2,000-something <laughs> device. Oh, well, let's try our
0: fancy two x two yeah, shot. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, sorry, that was a personal. I think... you know, desire to have a multi-screen, <laughs> No multi-screen. Yeah, yeah, I think
4: one of the things that this product does actually show, though, is, is that the uh, the Mac Mini has actually come of age in terms of, of it being a viable kind of music yeah, production really. tool. We did we know? did talk yeah. about that
0: before, didn't we? When the, yeah. with talking about the you know the possible dem- demise of the Mac Pro, and hmm. this is kind of it's quite an interesting.
1: I mean, I was thinking about buying a better iMac last week and I started looking at them and then I looked at the Mac Mini and then I thought, hang on a minute, that thing's really powerful. And then I buy a Thunderbolt screen and I put those two together and like about £1,700. I've got like an incredibly powerful system. And then that thing you were talking about last week with the Magma chassis for putting the cards in if you want Mm -hmm. to have cards. And then, you know, if I want to go to someone else's studio and I want to take my life with me, it's like in a box this big. It's brilliant. Brilliant.
0: There is that, isn't there? I mean, that does. It's starting to kind of make sense, you know, coagulate in my uh, in my consciousness. So then, yeah,
3: that's the advantage of this device: is that it does all live within one one box. box. You don't have to bring the Mac Mini, Mm. the screen, the keyboard, the Mm. interface. I Mm. mean, if there's anything to justify its two thousand plus dollar price tag, it's the fact that everything's all you, you just like lay one thing under your arm, and the whole thing comes with you, basically.
4: Yeah,
0: Mind but' just significantly weighty. Anyway, yeah. yes, okay, when, go,
4: guys. But then you sort of wonder, though, you know, with like kind of powerful modern keyboards like the Jupiter Eighty or the Korg Kronos, which I guess are in a similar sort of price range, aren't yeah. they? You know, uh, and those things are pretty vast in what they can do. Um, you know, maybe a few years ago, this idea would have been a lot more appealing. You know, with soft, when soft synths were kind of streets ahead of the kind of hardware stuff, but the hardware stuff seems pretty good these days. don't know, just a thought.
0: Well, you could, but you can't browse the web on your uh, core Kronos. Oh, yeah. And on you can't stage. check your email. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I suppose. So, Scrub that, then. Yeah, well, but uh, I mean, as a well, but maybe, maybe you that's can. I advantage. bet somebody, that would be quite interesting if somebody actually r- hacks these, these and just creates a little sort of mini footprint
1: browser. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sometimes quite... not being able to browse your email or go on the internet's an advantage, though, isn't it? I suppose, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Even for a couple of grand.
4: But I just wonder, with this Raspberry Pi kind of idea, <laughs> Raspberry Pi it's and a small like a MIDI controller, and, you know, you could custom things. Yeah. Sorry.
3: 2000 to
0: be are Well, it's a music device. I mean, and that's, that, that is a fair point. You know, and some, as we've said, it's nice to focus on just that. Whereas if you've got your email, email chat or chat open or whatever, it's sort of very distracting. It gives you uh, endless reasons not to get on with the job in hand.
2: I'm just going to go out for a second. Yeah. Okay. Here a, yeah. a lad. somebody liking this panel to the Dragon's Den, so I'm going to say I'm out. <laughs> You're that on, having on that one. Right. What, um, just, what is that? Dragon's Den. People pitch you ideas for businesses. Oh, I see. And a bunch of business people sort yeah. of just... Oh, well, then I'll take it as a compliment. And they're all, mm. all swipes. Oh, do I want oh, not take it as
3: a
0: compliment. Right, well, maybe the time, because Mark has just nipped out, maybe the thing is to go to our uh, Mac Pro Video slot, uh, and if you switch the browser in the last window in the uh, on the tab, that would be... There we go. So I, I want to say, um, at, at this point, we've also got another sponsor of the show, uh, Mac Pro Video. As you can see there, there's a, they do a, loads and loads of video tutorials on a lot of different audio applications as well as video and photography and all of those kind of things uh, mostly mac based admittedly so you've got ableton live you've got Cubase, you've got pro tools you've got Solemony there uh, what's that there red matica key map reason uh, what's that sibelius lots and lots of different things and what we've got is a 20 percent off coupon discount code so if you want to try out any of these things you head over to sonicstate.com forward slash mpv that bounces you back over to the site And what happens there is um, you then buy stuff and you get 20% off. So what's not to like? So if you want to try out some training, and believe me, they've got a lot of stuff, and it's very well respected, sonicstate.com forward slash mpv. Thank you very much.
3: And just incidentally, I saw somebody recently recommending their new series on Pro Tools 10.
0: Oh, I've not seen that. I saw some um, press about it, but I've not checked it out yet. I haven't either. They're I mean, the one thing about them is they're very fast. To get stuff out. I think they've gotten in, they get hold of the, they must be on the beat of stuff and...
3: This would speak to the veracity of that claim.
0: Right. Okay, um, I think maybe we should look at Yuhi Diva. I think maybe that's probably the next thing to look at and because uh, there is a video, I don't know which video, video three please, maestro. You need to... S- Hello now, that's it, beautiful. This is the news that Urs um, Heckman, uh, maker of He Synthesizers, lots and lots of different great synthesizers, in fact, software synthesizer, has uh, released a kind of public beta and it's called Diva. And that's just a screenshot of it and this is a sort of fairly basic rendition of it. But if you switch to, uh, hold on, if I, I go here, 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 and here, if you go to my screen, Andy, then you'll be able to see that I've in fact got it installed on my machine. <laughs> It looks like, you know, it's a fairly common organ synthesizer in, in terms of, you know, interface. But then the one thing that's really quite interesting about it is you can call in, an, it's like modular, in the sense that you can have different types of oscillators here. I can see between oscillator bank, which is kind of, I'm guessing, a mini-movie kind of thing. Uh, that looks kind of like a Jupiter 6 kind of thing. Uh, so different kind of oscillators. But then you've also got different kind of filters. So I've got transistor ladder, OT. I'm not sure what these all mean. OTA ladder, anyone know what that means? OTA no. SVF, these look like Roland kind How of stuff.
2: State
0: <coughs> ah, and Salad and, and Key, and I'm not quite sure what that is, but I like the look of it too. But so you can, and you can change between the different ADSR and AD, uh, that kind of stuff. But this is, a, this is a public beta, we should say at the moment. It's not kind of the. Oops, oh, excuse me. I'm switching between all the wrong windows here. So let me go back to there. So I'm I thought it sounded really, really nice. And it really does sound great in terms of the quality. It reminded me of um, the uh, Poly KB, which was by Zill's lab, when, where I was just really blown away by the sound of it. And also, the Imposter has a real quality. This just sounds like a real.
3: You're getting answers to your questions from my chat room, yes. Oh,
0: thank you. Uh, Nick, don't blink, don't hold breath. Uh, Salon Key is MS20, Think SEM. All right, ah, right, okay. Thank you, guys. Yeah.
2: What a guy, what a great. Yeah,
0: um, the turbo brain <laughs> engages once more. And
3: they say your microphone's cracking up. Oh way. is it? Maybe you need uh, a binary and stuff like that. Can't tell if it's on here or it's on it
0: might if you are. Am I really? Okay. Um let's have a look. You're that One, two, 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 have I still
3: <clears throat> You're not in your usual yeah. mellifluous yeah. self.
0: You've gone, you need to a... I've gone. Oh dear. Oh, okay. I'm back. Is it do you think maybe the lead? It might be the lead yeah. Okay, if I put it on the table. Is that working and i won't touch anything else sorry about that folks this is a as you can see from the wide shot this is a completely unique setup for us so ota
3: filter he says is like your
0: ah okay
1: do you know what's really bizarre i'm gonna change the subject completely i do this podcast from my kitchen and you've got exactly the same tea towels that we've got (laughs) now there's something very weird about that Tea (laughs) towels
0: are universal
1: it's a Glitch in the Matrix, isn't it? Or maybe this is, this is the
0: 24 dB t TEL, This is the high attenuation t that,
1: that all good
0: audio people have to use. <laughs> so it
2: is yours. We just went out and nicked it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, okay. We
0: sent crazy. someone up. Yeah. <laughs> um, thoughts, though. Rich, you had a chance to look at this as well.
1: I thought it sounded
3: great. Um, I found it remarkably easy to bring my 2.4 gigahertz dual processor laptop to its knees.
0: However, high on the CPU. Yeah, I'm guessing there's some optimization to be done. I mean, is that what usually happens last, Dave? I mean, yeah. that's the usual thing. Yeah. Um, I know that you, you're you kind of quite a big fan of Erz's stuff. I mean, he, you know, he does a Zebra. He's got loads of, you know, really highly thought synthesizers.
2: Uh, any thoughts on this one? I mean, it's
0: kind of, is it, it's, it's quite a
2: novel approach. I've not seen it done this way before. It's good. It's interesting. I mean, everything Erz does is great. Mm-hmm. I think, I've, in my head, I have a kind of tick list of, like, the five companies that are worth anything in terms of what they put out, and theirs is definitely up in that top five. Um, so, yeah, but unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to check it out. I did check the video out, but I didn't do the whole beta sign-up thing and all the rest of it. The, the, but I love this idea of this sort of, you know, taking these oscillators and putting it through these filters and whatnot is something mm. that I've kind of, I have to say, slightly envious because I've sort of dreamt about it for a few years. <laughs> but us but back. never been able to really... Uh, it's a, I mean, it is a really unique skill, filter modelling and oscillator modelling is a, is, a, is a real unique skill. In fact, we were talking about it the other day, and I know of probably, again, about five people that I would trust to do that kind of work. And he's one of those guys. In the world, yeah. Oh, yeah. It,
0: I mean, I, I, I must admit, I mean, although we've talked about the uh, the UHe stuff before... I've really not actually ever installed anything and had a really good look at it, and it's the first time I've really kind of bothered. And the thing that sold me about this is, if you go to my screen and the set, the thing that sold me about this was the in the uh, triple oscillator, the continually variable waveform. I just, I'm a real sucker for that because it's kind of like mad. I just really like that sound, and that's just one oscillator. That's all we're listening to. And Mark, are you, are you, have you done much um, soft synth downloading and checking out? Have you had a chance to look at this one? I haven't
1: you? looked at this one. Um, the, it appeals to me from what you've just been saying because uh, my favourite digital synth of all time is probably the Nord Modular because I could grab Roland-style filters and mix and match them with all sorts of other things. I want to be able to put samples in there as well as oscillators so and to feed samples through that signal
0: chain, can it do that? Uh, I'm, I'm so guessing I perhaps not. There might be, I mean, often they have an in input that. though, that, you could, that you'd have an external yeah, input, maybe well, you could run work. the filters on it and the the VCA. I mean, have it looks,
1: looks really interesting actually, so
0: yeah. Had a chance with this, uh, Gaz? No, sorry. No. It doesn't do it on my pad, does
4: it? i mean that is a fact that's a good point though that's all i have been using since wise
0: but mind you i mean if this if this is struggling on on these systems i mean obviously pre-optimization then you know it's not going to be running on ipad at the moment and you can't get i mean this is this kind of ties us into the next topic a little bit which is that you know you can't get this kind of stuff it's all all sandboxed you know if you wanted on the ipad you'd have to you'd have to jailbreak it anyway um, so that wouldn't necessarily work. Um, but just quickly to round up with this, this uh, it says on the website that this is going to be available now. Obviously, it's not available now. But It's around about one hundred and seventy nine bucks, one hundred and seventy something euros. What does it say there? I can't quite see. I
3: believe it's a free beta download. It's a free though. beta wow. download. Yeah, so I don't know just if it's want time to limited. Check it out. Yeah. There's no
0: patches or anything uh, with it, but it's really sweet. And I also think
2: that probably the uh, sorry, that the optimization that will. Come, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it will. I have no CPUs, doubt. About it. Load will get lean. And at the risk of being extremely cruelly bumlicky, I think the combination I'm very pleased that I introduced Harry to hers because I think the combination of the two of them yeah. is well, Harry's yep. like one of my favorite sound designers ever. So, well,
0: yeah. howard how in the chat room, Howard Scar, we have spoken to him in the past. You know, he did uh, he talked to us about his work on um, the uh, soundtracks that he's been working with. Uh, gosh, I can't remember the nice. Sorry? Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer, of course, yeah. And uh, he specializes in using, is it Zebra that he's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the main guy? So, yeah, uh, it's, it's the go-to
2: synth for him. But you
3: do need to try out Zebra. Yeah. And uh, they have another synth since then, too.
2: That, that it's, oh, I uh, Yeah, it's, I know I should. You're right, actually. Yeah, I, I'm very... These um, are great,
3: great software products we're talking about here. Really I'm,
0: good. I'm very slow. I'm sure, I think right I, up I've there have the G4 Z- stuff,
1: zebra. one might say, even. I've tried Zebra. Second. I've got, yeah. oh. right no, no, it's, it's Rich. Because oh, <laughs> Rich is on the it's dynamic mic, like, so right? right? he doesn't have... <laughs> his sweet spot no. is a little
0: bit smaller than ours. No. In terms oh, is it? Uh, OK. Yes, um, I, I have a very small sweet spot. <laughs> a small spot. That's something you should be proud of. It's well, particularly sh- sensitive, but usually, very small. I don't speak about it in public. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Oh, let's see. What do we got next? Let me have a look. What, uh, what else could we look at? We could go back. and that this is the other thing that uh, Limur on uh, iPad. Mm. Uh, Peter Kern over at Create Digital Music. Oh, look, there's a picture of a Limur, too. <laughs> Peter Kern of uh, Create Digital Music wrote a piece. He was in, recently went to Berlin and uh, hung out with a lot of uh, happening kind of DJs and, and iPad and Touch OS kind of guys and uh, apparently saw somebody running a version, whether it be uh, mm. official or no, of... Of Lima, which, if you don't know, um, it was it was a sort of the precursor to what's been happening on the iPad. I mean, it only did uh, multi. It was multi-touch, and you could create your own interfaces to actually to to have all this kind of purely a control, purely a control. But it was a bi-directional thing, so you had all these really fascinating and interesting ways of doing this. I reviewed both the Lima and the Dexter, which are based around the same hardware unit. Sadly. Jazz mutant uh closed that part of their business. I think they were taken by, over by somebody else and were concentrating on the core technology underneath it all rather than the hardware. But this could be interesting, mm-hmm. no?
4: The hardware went over to military use, didn't it, I think?
0: Ooh. For weapon
4: guidance and really? stuff for helicopters and wow. wow. Yeah, so uh so then I guess that the software bit then is just floating around and now, you know, Um, isn't there some sort of tie-in with uh, Line, L-I-I-N-E? There's something going Ah, on Ah,
0: they make sense. They make make kind of Ableton Live
4: controllers for iPad. Um, I read some sort of, I read something around that line. Um, And and, and I guess, well, it makes sense, uh, but but it does, I, I think the issue then is, is the people who shelled out 1,500, bucks on it. it was more than that, two, grand.
2: two grand two grand two grand
4: for yeah. the original thing and then if it comes out as a 69 pence app you know may may feel a little uh peeped well, it probably maybe 6.99 yeah maybe be. yeah yeah
0: well i wonder whether or not it's because i mean i don't think. you could try... give
1: it to them free
0: yeah it could be a free <laughs> free to registered users uh, i mean mark did you you've, have you used touch OS? i've got touch osc
1: in i mean it's pretty
0: it it's about it looks the same because it's that kind of almost yeah. wireframe
1: uh I mean, oh, no, it's, obviously, it's a bit small on here. For yeah, but on the anything, iPad, it's pretty cool. Um, massively useful with... But I do... I I see... I'm, a lot of my MIDI stuff is playing a MIDI guitar. So once you've got two hands kind of occupied, there's not a lot there's you not, can do with no, these things. It's it's, 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 uh, um, you know, is it too... I mean, do you think yeah. it's just too
0: late then, really? Because, I mean, ultimately, you can you can make your own templates on TouchOSC. In fact, yeah, there yeah. are a number of people who make their own templates and then sell them for five bucks. You know, you can download them and so you have... Custom-made templates to, to control various applications. I mean, is this is it kind of missed the boat? Maybe I don't know. I well, mean,
4: I, I don't know. I mean, they put obviously a lot of work into those designs over many years. So you know, so I reckon there's still a lot of validity in what they can, can come up with. And I went I mean, I haven't used one myself, but I've always been quite sort of tempted because I always thought it looked really really nice. It does, really it nice. does, look, it does mm. look lovely. I mean, yeah. there was
0: certain the thing that they have is a library of really interesting interface elements that you can build into. Your custom interfaces and that's probably something that has mm. it has over touch osc which is, uh, is I, I, at least as far as i know not quite as advanced in those areas it doesn't have the kind of the bouncing balls and the elastication and all mm. of the things that uh, that the Lima stuff had which was which was really interesting and very visual as well
5: yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. but still it'll be uh be nice to see i mean i'll certainly try it out when it comes out mm. no doubt about it so um Ah, this is one I put in. and thought we probably wouldn't get to it. It seems like we might actually have. We might actually have have time for it. The beginning of the end of plugins. That's right. This this in It's oh, rather yeah. a sort of doom and gloom. Let's
2: put it all into perspective. Yeah.
0: We? Well, I mean, I I, I do realise that this is massive. Congen- this is basically because uh, of the fact that Apple are being you know they're sandboxing the apps and moving everything towards the App Store means that things will that go through that will be. Subject to essentially running in their own space, which just goes completely against the way that plugins work because they run within another application. So uh, sort of philosophically speaking, somebody has sort of riffed with that a little bit and said, well, does this mean it's over? I certainly don't think so myself, but it just struck me as an interesting thing to think about. Like, what if, you know, what if that something along those lines was the case? Where would where would everybody go? You know, where where would it go next? I mean, how would it how would it progress from? From where we are, if, so me, if the door shuts. Well, heart- <laughs> 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 <roof>. oh,
2: well.
0: <laughs> well, no, because you do, st- everybody does standalone versions, or lots of people who make VST instruments, not so much effects, but instruments themselves generally come as st- a stand- a standalone as well. So I'm wondering, you know, and if you, I, I don't know how po- is it possible to run multiple instruments? standalone. Yeah, in standalone, yeah. I mean I've never, I've never actually tried that much. I mean, but can,
1: I mean it, you get back to that whole thing of having to document everything you did. The thing I love about Pro Tools or Logic is that I load it up, I write a song, I throw everything I want in there and then I just kind of save it, stick it in a zip file and come back to it several years later. I load it up and bang! It sounds exactly the same as when I closed it. Mm-hmm. If I put things in standalones everywhere and then I haven't loaded that piece on or whatever then, and then I have to start thinking about where did I have that and how did I have that patch and all that sort of stuff unless it's all saved within the host program. Mm. Um, I I mean, obviously, if you don't have the plugins, you could still run into the same problem. But if if you got it, you know, if you work within the host program and you just work with a set I,
4: I I wonder though if, if what they will do is on like if Apple will bring something in with Logic Pro X where there's like an in app purchasing thing from within the software itself. So it's almost like an app store built in to it. It's cause some some of the apps on the iPad are a little bit like that. They have their own built in stores where but you isn't can...
1: Lion going like that as well. I mean if you buy a certain software in Lion they've got a, a version of iTunes Store now, haven't they, where you can go and buy apps and kind of bolt them into things, can't mm-hmm. you? So, and, well, you know, the whole OS X lion thing start, has started to look a bit like that. Right. So, oh, yeah. So, so they're, so, they're so, spilling that app idea from the iPad, iPhone thing yeah. into the operating system. So, as maybe well. that's so the you way. Be right. Yeah. I mean, that's a good way of doing it, though. I mean, if you bought Logic, yeah. absolute basic Logic for yeah. like 40 quid, and you could record a couple of tracks of audio, yeah. and then you could just keep buying little bits of modules and like that bits as it. you needed them. And then for and third parties, if you could open that up to
4: third parties, then could be quite nice then and then it's yeah. I think one of the nice things uh with like the app store is that when you buy something bang you don't have to install it or anything it's all done automatically no, for you and you don't bad. have to sort of put things and put things into folders and all that so I well, think yeah but
0: I'd still prefer I'd, I'd much prefer to be able to just save everything in one go rather than have them worry about buying everything in one go I mean like you say Mark you know yeah. the thought of having to kind of snapshot my you know x number of apps yeah, I mean, right. gonna, then you're going to get we're going to end up with utilities that just launch everything that you know save so it writes an XML file that knows which ones to launch which patches to launch into it which to configure oh no, it's just like that's Ugh. not the way that's not that's the way we want
4: to go it, it. That's
2: the greatest thing ever
3: <laughs> Well, the only people I know who are running Virgin their table. stuff standalone yeah. are typically people who are not wanting to bang up against the RAM limitations of the host program that keep oh, yeah. a lot of things open in real time at the same time. Right, and so they use IAC bus or whatever other internal means is necessary mm. to run them without with from without the uh, host program's RAM allocation. But I don't see. But in general, in my world, it's just like what Mark said. I need everything. I work for a guy who works on pieces for a long, long time sometimes, and sometimes we'll put them away for two, three years at a time, and I need to be able to go back to it and have it open up the way it was without any question, without opening all these different things. But there's a whole world out there of guys for whom that's not a big deal, and uh, all those guys who are running like Vienna Ensemble Pro and everything on separate machines are having to load not only two programs, two machines.
0: Yeah, there is a way, there's a bridge, isn't there, that that basically will... An Ethernet bridge. It Because I worked for a composer who who tried doing that, but in the end it it proved to be difficult, because if you want to go cut and paste between two arrangements, you flip to one arrangement, and then VSL would just go, right, I've got to load, you know, X thousand megabytes of this. Then you go back to the other one, you want to paste that in, it's like, no, it just (laughs) becomes like math. You have to wait half an hour for it to load on... Yeah, but you've got
1: to remember that from recording studios where working with someone, someone would go like, right, I want that track up, how long will it take? And you go three hours four and hours recall. Yeah. and you do like a whole recall and then they go <clears throat> <clears throat> no i don't want to sing that today put the other track back up right. then you go like, <laughs> <So> that's, <laughs> after <laughs> right, okay. that's after they've
3: come in twice and says it doesn't sound like it sounded before here stick this cassette in <laughs> <laughs> and you've spent another three or four hours and it's not i don't feel like singing that one i'm not up to it let's do this other <laughs> way. yeah
0: Ah, the world of, uh, yes. But
3: even within, and and somebody here in the chat room is kind of seeing me forward here, but even within a given single DAW, certain kinds of plugins don't easily translate across the arrangement. Like, say, Melodyne, for example, is very time. Location sensitive, so if you take that chorus in your DAW and move it to the end of the tune, yeah, yeah. your, your it's gone out of tune
1: again. Well. That's <laughs> your, your Melodyne data
3: is not going with you unless you're using. I don't know if you saw a couple of weeks ago. We covered this integration between Melodyne and the uh, PreSonus DAW, where now it, it, it all the Melodyne stuff follows you.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and furthermore. You
3: can grab your Melodyne, got... audio, your Melodyne audio your audio track, drag it to a MIDI track and it creates a
1: MIDI track that mimics exactly what's in the audio. So I tend to work on a chorus and I'll just stack up everything on the chorus and then I'll bounce it to two tracks and then I'll No, I move the audio down, but then yeah. when you
3: want to go back and the, and the Tweak singer says, "Well, yeah. that one's out of tune" or I want to change this note here, you got to go back, remake it in its original location and remember all the things the, the tricks yeah, you yeah, did exactly. along the way to get it to, back to the way it was. I had a really nice yeah, talk gone, uh, cool. while at AES with um, Stefan from Solimony, uh, who's a really, really sweet guy and a really cool guy. And uh, he's very hopeful about that level of integration within that. Yeah. With that. But uh, I've kind of taken
4: this down. The... But uh, no, it's interesting, though. That I... uh, well, an interesting... Well, yeah, Sorry. Yeah. No, carry on. An interesting point someone was mentioning in the chat room, though. That the, the model yeah. I was mentioning about if you did do the in-app purchasing it is a pretty good way to sort of get around the sort of piracy sort of thing. You know, you mm. could have a much more robust sort of, um, you know, uh, anti-piracy measures sort of built in by, by that way. I thought it was an interesting point.
3: But, you, t- yes, well, that would imply a, a scenario where that was the only way you could buy apps for the existing operating system. And I don't think anybody, except maybe Apple, is entertaining that idea, where yeah. you wouldn't otherwise be able to download, say, you know, Ableton apps from the Ableton website and have them installed. You would have to buy them through the Apple. Through app store. Apple, yeah. But it's not mm. far. I mean, Ableton
0: Ableton's not far <laughs> off that with the packs and stuff. It's just no, done. It's, not, it's just true. done for a web interface. I mean, it's not that. It's just not in app quite. It's just it's not far it's off it's a good though,
4: point though actually that's a very good point it's very very close to that it's yeah yeah i mean there's like...
1: almost an expectation that your music computer is going to be connected to the internet now as well isn't yeah, it
0: well, do, do, yeah well I, I, like, I seem this, to remember the, in the past the studios... that was always seemed to be a bad idea yeah <laughs> well because you there's you were studios that circles. don't
1: have like that ethernet cable running in and i've been in that scenario where you've had to upgrade a plug-in so you cut and paste and then you run through to like the green room and you paste it in on the iMac and then you'd cut that back out and then you'd come back in the studio and you'd paste that it's just like ridiculous yeah. really but what yeah. were you saying about clock cycles sorry I cut you off well I? back in
3: the day um, the, d- the days in which you weren't supposed to run internet on your DAW was because background tasks were going to sufficiently oh, right. tax yeah, your yeah. CPU so that when you hit play on your DAW it might not go into play right away or things unpredictable things might happen because you've overtaxed the real, yeah, yeah, mm. with background behaviors.
0: But yeah, I, I suppose nowadays, though, you know, we, with all this power to spare, we can we can do whatever we want, whenever we want,
4: it's a, all well, the time. I've always thought, don't have the internet on your studio computer because you don't get any work done.
0: Yeah, that's more the point. Mm. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, let's see where we are now. I think um, bizarrely enough, we've actually exhausted all of the topics. I can't believe. It. I know Gaz has something to add. No,
4: well, you know what we've got to do now, though. What's that? what are we all prepared oh, yes. to
0: do well, actually well we're not prepared at all but there are a number of instruments <laughs> oh, no. that are switched on behind <laughs> us if anybody <laughs> feels the need to uh, make some noise as we play out <laughs> I have the uh, over there we have the monopoly they're all tuned together roughly apart from the fact that the Whirlitzer is out of tune with itself there's uh, the uh, the whirly there's the jp6 I've got the- <laughs> go? gas has got what have you got gas polycore Holy do you wanna no, play a the note? Guitar.
2: God, that was in tune with that.
0: That was a perfect tune with that. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a really good idea then, hold on, I'm gonna try something. Oh
1: you're gonna tell
0: me it's No no I'm not, I'm just gonna. Shall I go do then? Sonic Talk number 240.